0: Hello everybody, welcome again, and we've been talking about such a powerful subject. It's called persistent faith. As we said, your, uh, the Bible says, without faith it's impossible to please God. Do you know we receive everything by faith from God, everything. So to understand faith, to understand persistent faith is very crucial in our v- walk of victory, isn't it? Very crucial because as we receive by faith, we walk a journey of victory because the word of God doesn't bring us defeat. It brings us victory in every aspect of our life. And so we've been talking about how the devil also persists and his techniques of piling up stuff on you and harassing you for 40 days and 40 nights, nonstop, day and night. And it puts things in your mind which discourages you. Until you give up. But you mustn't give up. Because he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. And so if you persist, you will win. Now, I want to move into something a little different. Bible says you are now new creations in Christ Jesus. We're not longer the same. We are new creations. Behold, old things are passed away. Behold, All things have been made new. Do you know the day you gave your heart to Jesus, you're no longer like you were before? Isn't that so? What is different? What would you say is different the day you receive Jesus in your life?
1: Well, definitely all my sin is gone. And all that guilt, all that shame, it's all gone. I don't carry it anymore. I don't have it.
2: Yeah, it's like a new identity. So when you talk about new creation, maybe a a way for us to understand it's like a new identity. I used to be this. And you can think about in yourself what defines you, right? It's uh, maybe I was unfit or I was um, anxious and afraid. I'm not confident. There's many things, you know. There's so many things. It includes addictions, sins, things like that. And that was part of who you were who your identity was, right? And that's all the baggage, my parents' baggage, my culture baggage, my everything baggage. And then when you become a new creation in Christ, that slate is wiped clean and replaced with who God says you are.
0: Exactly, and this is the thing we've got to understand. We are no longer the same. You're not the same person as you were before you gave your heart to Jesus, particularly in the area of faith, all right? When you become a new creation, your faith is built up inside of you. There is something that sp- springs up. You have faith in God. You have faith in his word. Mm-hmm. And, and that's important. But the devil is trying to tell you that nothing's changed. Yeah. He will use things that you fall into that you used to do. Yeah. But you do it again and he'll say, you see, nothing's changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're still the same. You're still the same timid, fearful or sinful person that you were. But we want to tell you today, that is not the case. The word of God says you are a new creation. And when the devil tells you that, you need to rise up and tell him, I am a new creation. I am not the same. I'm not the sinner that I used to be. I'm not the weakling that I used to be. we got to speak the word of God. Amen. Revelation twelve ten says he's the accuser of a brethren. He goes and he accuses you. But who is your advocate? Jesus. Who fights your case for you? Jesus. Amen. Amen. He's our advocate, he's our intercessor. You've got Jesus fighting your case for you right now. Those of you who are watching this and have been discouraged, I want to tell you, you are the best advocate in the universe. Is fighting your case for you.
2: And the question is then, you know, some of us, we might understand, I mean, it's important to, to make sure everyone gets that. It's not like an angel or like a heavenly lawyer. It's Jesus himself that is our advocate, right? But what is the evidence? Because this is what the enemy will say, right? He'll say, yeah, Jesus is fighting for you in the heavenlies. He's He's your advocate. But look at all the evidence against you, right? After you were saved, you did this, you did that, you thought this, you you did that, right? So what is Jesus' evidence for your life? And that's what he gives to us right it's the righteousness he gives us and that's such an important thing for us to hear right now because the question becomes yeah yeah yeah. faith I could have faith but I don't Mm, I'm not at that level. I'm not that that good Christian. I don't live the life enough, so I'm obviously I'm not there at that faith level. But it's important to know that what gets you to that faith level is not yourself. Sure, we build ourselves up on the word. Sure, that's a big part of our lives and, and it, it changes our minds and gives us a perspective of God. But it's important to know that reaching that level or attaining that level is a gift from Jesus where he gives us and the evidence doesn't then weigh on your actions and what you've done it then weighs on his actions. He is providing the evidence that says, I paid the price for this person. And their faith stands because of what I have done.
0: Amen. So what do we do? What do we do when the enemy piles up things against us and persists in wearing us down? Two things. As Paul writes, Apostle Paul, in Ephesians chapter 6, says, therefore put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. So that's the first thing we do. There are two things really we do. Firstly, we put on the whole armor. Secondly, we resist the devil persistently. As much as he comes against us with persistence, we also persist in our resisting. Absolutely. All right? Therefore, re- submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's not a one-time thing. It's a persistence until we get the result. To resist means to stand firm against. When you resist something, you're standing firm against it. You are opposing. It means to oppose. That's what resisting really means, isn't it? Pushing against. Amen. That is what resisting means. So we need to be determined to fiercely oppose the enemy when he comes against us. I don't know about you guys, but... I found in my life when the enemy really and suddenly I'm aware and it's becoming really serious, my whole disposition changes when I fight the devil. You know, in the past I would say, okay, devil, the word of God says this, get away from me in Jesus' name, right? But when the push comes to the push, then I get into battle. You know, warriors don't go into battle kind of with a, with a limp hand and, you know, and saying, oh, I want, would like to sleep now. No, no, no. They go into battle. They wind themselves up. That's where you get the war cries from. And sometimes we have to do that. We have to be fiercely opposing the enemy. We've got to get fierce in our opposition. And Amen.
1: sometimes that war cry comes out in praise. The high praises of God in our mouths. For me, that rises up and I start to realize again who I am in Christ. And, and my spirit rises above my emotion, my feelings, what I'm seeing and experiencing. It rises up on the inside of me. That's my war cry. Amen.
2: Yeah, because in the end, it's not our spirit that overcomes the devil, right? Or the adversitar- or adversary. It's the spirit of God within us. It was the spirit of God within David. It was the spirit of God within Jesus, even, that overcame. You know, he spoke the word, obviously, but who inspired him? You know, we know that Jesus obviously was God, but he was fully a man because he wanted to model for us what a Christian life looks like, and it was the spirit of God within him that rose up, that declared, and it's that thing of praises, you know, it's It's God's work. God gets the glory, you know, and he's given us that authority. He has finished the work and given us the authority to say, in Jesus' name, there is nothing that can overcome me or overtake me, even if it's been 40 days and 40 nights that this thing's been in my face, even if it's been two years, 10 years that I've been battling in this area of my life. The the victory is mine because it Jesus already won the battle, right? And that's that high praise, that warrior praise that says, you know, God, to you be the glory because you've already won. I declare it over my life. I declare it over this situation. And I will not declare anything else, right? That's it. I declare
0: it. Amen. And Psalm 149 says that. It says that praise is a weapon of warfare to bring down kings and and. and, and And nation, but he's not talking about nations of the world. He's talking about the principalities and powers. And he says, This honor have all these saints. and, And praise is a mighty weapon of warfare. So, coming back to resisting, we need to be unbending and unyielding in the way we resist the devil. You see, the devil is not your friend. You know, sometimes we talk to the devil like he's an acquaintance. Yeah, No, he's not. He's not a friend. He's not an acquaintance. We just know he's there. He's an enemy. You see, the devil needs to know that he's up against a serious contender. He needs to know that. He needs to know that you're not just a wimp. You know, he needs to know that. If you take that kind of stand against him, he will tuck his tail and run like a criminal who knows that the day of the prosecution is upon him. That's how the devil, this is what the Bible is trying to say when it says resist the devil. It's only resist the devil, three words. But in it is a huge amount that's contained so that we can win win the battle. Amen. So our persistence in God's word will wear down the devil's resistance. And as we saw earlier on, uh, when Jesus were, was faced with all the temptations in, in the wilderness, he, his faith, no matter, no matter what he was facing, we don't really know what, what Jesus went through. The difficulty he faced in, the, in, his, in his natural man. But the fact that he stood on the word of God relentlessly, the Bible says the devil left him until another opportune time. Now the devil is not going to go away and leave you alone till you die. The battles of faith are continuous in the Christian's life.
2: We even find here in our reality someone who is in an army for an extended period of time. It weighs a heavy toll on their mind. It really does, you know. Older. Um, war veterans and things, they sometimes struggle with PTSD and other issues that they have. They struggle to reintegrate back into society because they've been so long in a war, right? And I think it's important, or, or let me just, just think it through, that we fight in a war as Christians, a real war. You know, the, the word says that in many places. And we fight. But we fight different. Mm. We were talking before about how the substance... Um, that we have you know the enemy will bring an earthly substance sickness uh, lack of finances many things that are earthly earthbound but the substance within us that is greater than that earthly substance is spiritual right and so as a spiritual warrior to have that longevity, because you were just saying that this battle is not gonna end tomorrow. It's not gonna one time that you defeat the enemy or that the enemy leaves you, that he will come back again, you know, in maybe a different way, or try and find you when you're weak. That's how his strategies work. But for us to have that longevity in the war, it means that we we don't fight from ourselves. You know, when we fight from our, our own substance, our earthly substance, our mind, our emotions. We will quickly run out of steam. And maybe there's someone watching that's saying, I've been fighting for so long, I've got nothing left. Right? You don't fight from within yourself. You fight from the substance that is greater That is the spiritual substance. And that's not something you develop inside of yourself. That's something given to you by God, right? Faith is given to us. And it grows and it changes and it develops, but it's a gift. It's the spirit of God within us. And to rely on that spirit means no longer to fight the battle from my own mental space. I'm not trying to get my mind right. I'm trying to renew my mind on the word. I read, I declare. I don't have to fight in my mind. Come on, mind. Come on, mind. It's not that. It's saying I'm going to fill myself with God, with the Spirit, and then I'm going I'm to rest on that. I'm going I'm to relax on that to know that anytime time I face this issue, I declare again. I declare again the Word of God from that space that gives us longevity in this battle.
1: And can I just say one thing here? Because this has been such a strategy for myself and such a victory for myself. The word of God says, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And that is the connection for me for longe- longevity. That's how when I'm feeling weak, when I don't know what to say in English or or a known language, I don't know, my mind doesn't know what to do, I build myself up praying in the Holy Spirit. I pray in tongues because that is the substance of Holy Spirit and that connects all of me back to the Spirit of God, and then my faith begins to rise again. Amen. And faith
0: is a rest, actually. It's not a fight that wears you down. It's a persistent, constant belief in God's Word. And it's not something like you've got to work yourself up. It's a rest. Faith is a rest. You know when Jesus stepped onto the water, when he, before, when he walked, he didn't, he didn't get there and work himself out and say, I wonder if I'm going to make it. He just walked, and that's it. Eh? And the water had to obey him and, and sustain him all the way. Amen. So, we resist the devil by speaking the word of God to him. The word is a weapon of warfare. It says so in the book of Ephesians. It's called the sword of the spirit. It's the, it's the uh, aggressive weapon that you use against the spirit. Listen to this. Speaking God's word is like a supernatural wavelength that cuts down into the very heart of the demonic forces and causes them to be pushed back. You know, when you release the word out of your mouth, in other words, what God says, it's like a wavelength that goes out and pushes the forces of darkness away from you. You see, the devil couldn't stop Jesus at all because every time Jesus opposed him, Unbending, he didn't bend once, he opposed him with the word, amen. And interestingly enough, after the devil tempted him so much and tried him for 40 days, the devil was at him, I promise you, day and night, he was at him. Jesus resisted him. Now, most most people think, Well, he was probably worn out after 40 days, he was hungry. Do you know that Jesus was at a disadvantage, he was weak. Yes, exactly. Weak in his spirit, uh, not spirit in his flesh. He was hungry and so on and so on. But listen to this. It says, then Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out throughout the surrounding regions. So when you resist the devil, you become stronger. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors. You see, the victory has already been won. At the cross, you just got to ride that wave, that wave of victory. Now, we're going to end, I want to share with you a parable that Jesus spoke. Let's find the book of, of Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 5. See what it says. It says, then he spoke a parable to them, that men always ought to pray, always ought to pray. That's persistence. Always, you don't just pray once, always ought to pray. Persistence. And not lose heart. That means you don't give up. All right? So there are the two components again. Persistence and you don't give up until. So he, he spoke a parable to them, saying that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying there was a certain, in a certain city a judge who did not fear God. So this guy was a heathen. He didn't fear God. He was a worldly guy. No regard man. So in other words, he couldn't care about people. He didn't care about God, and he didn't care about people. (laughs) Now, there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. There's that word again. And he would not for a while. So that judge said, come on, get away from me, okay? But afterward, he said within himself, though I do not fear God or regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, that means she kept coming back. (laughs) She kept coming back. I will avenge her. All right? Lest by her continual coming, there is persistence again, she wears me down, (laughs) you see now why do you think jesus taught a parable like this
2: we constantly fight this battle the enemy is not going to stop what we've been saying and uh jesus wanted to show us that god's heart is in the long run it's not just right now it's it's in it's he he wants to live your life with you He doesn't just want to sort all your problems out and then let you be on your way. He wants to walk this journey out with you and he's teaching you something every step.
1: And I think too, um, saying that this judge didn't even fear God, didn't like people, didn't fear God, that if somebody who doesn't even fear God will be worn down by persistence, how much more our loving Father, how much more Jesus who paid it all for us, Holy Spirit who gives us everything that God has for us, is going to answer.
0: And come through for us.
1: Absolutely.
0: For sure, yeah. And that's why Jesus taught this parable. He wanted his people to understand that you've got to persist. Persistence will crush the resistance of the devil. Your persistence in your faith will continue to destroy what the devil is wanting to do. So we want to leave you with this thought. Be more persistent in God's word. Be more persistent. Have some goals. Ask the Lord to show you things that the devil has been keeping away from you and begin a journey of faith. Begin to believe God. Begin to persist in your walk. Keep declaring it. Keep believing it. When the enemy says, well, you've been praying for five years. We prayed for somebody I'm not going to mention for 20 years who was a harsh unbeliever. You know what? 20 years later, he was lying on his bed in a hospital. And he heard the loud voice of the the Lord speaking to him. And the Lord told him, follow me. Just like that. And this guy gave his heart to the Lord right there. No one else in the room. 20 years of persistent prayer. But the victory came. Amen. So let your persistent faith wear down the enemy as you keep resisting him. And watch as he departs from you in defeat. You see, God has made you more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Jesus has won the victory at the cross It gives you the victory. Now it's a matter of appropriating it in your life and not letting the devil rob you of God's plan and destiny for your life. God has a future for you. He's got a future for you to be blessed, not for evil, but for good. It says so in the Bible. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So just persist in your faith and don't give up. Resist the enemy and you will win this battle. Amen. Well, I trust that in these four sessions you have really received something good. Put it in practice. Don't just be a hero of the world. Begin to practice it now, not even tomorrow. And see your life get transformed. Amen. God bless you all. And have a wonderful rest of Sunday.